We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to stop no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the match. <laughs> now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a brontosaurus burger. The Fan. Hour number three in surprise. Caller number five at 503-864-6326 is going to win a pair of tickets to Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin at the RV in Style Resorts Amphitheater on July 15th. Uh, again, caller number five at 503-864-6326 wins a pair of tickets to Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin at the RVN Style Resorts Amphitheater July 15th, courtesy of Live Nation. Visit 1080thefan.com for complete details. Uh, giving those away all week. Hey, you could, you could spin it this way. Maybe you screwed up Valentine's Day yesterday. You win these tickets. You say, hey, I know I, know I screwed up, but... We're gonna get down with the sickness, July fifteenth. Have you have you heard the uh, Broadway style remake of that? The what? Oh yeah, the what? The Broadway style? No, the not I maybe mean, not even Broadway. The uh, Sinatra style remix. Oh no, no. Oh yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. It was in a zombie movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that fits. Yeah. No, it did. They were uh, literally, I think, shooting zombies across like rooftops. Uh, to a uh, Sinatra-style remix of Get Down With The Sickness. Oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. I would enjoy that. It was that fun. would actually be pretty good. Had Ving Rhames in it. V- oh, Ving Rhames always good mm-hmm. with his, his earring, earring in it. Always has that earring. Ear- All right. Earring Rhames? Let's, uh, let's, oh, I've, uh, by the way, mm. The Last of Us, I've started. Oh! Yeah. How how much in? Uh, Three you watch, episodes. You watched the third episode? Yeah. I uh, yeah, it's a journey. It's something. Yeah, it sure is something. Um, but I'm I, I'm in on it. Okay, I'm in on it. It's good. I have to watch it without my wife. She's not. I was like, she's not gonna like this. And I started watching the first one. I'm like, yeah, she definitely not. Yeah, gonna like I was it. just say first episode gonna get you. Yeah, I um, you said that there was like a, a roller coaster emotionally, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of ready for that. And I it was it was pretty brutal, yeah. That sucked. Yeah. All right. Um. But I'm watching now, so I'm yeah. I'm in the cool I'm in right. the cool crowd with the Last of Us. That a boy. We gotta get Russ Pedro Pascal. Um. Okay. Anthony Simons went down with an ankle injury last night. Speaking of the Last of Us, Damian Lillard, the only one left. Yeah, sure does seem like a fungus has taken over that uh, <laughs> franchise right now. My goodness. Ugh. When it rains, it pours for the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. I fired Neil Olshay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
buzzing too soon that no <laughs> no back-to-back segments oh my, my god <laughs> Woo! look at that he's over there uh, working the contest and then comes mm-hmm. and drops that yeah so uh mm. things not good for the blazers let's let's recap where the blazers are at recap yep okay <laughs> you're Yusuf not wrong Nurkic is out jeremy grant was out last night uh-huh they're below 500 uh-huh they uh, traded a player. Well, they traded two players that they said were going to be foundational pieces in their to eight-man rotation um, at the deadline. Mm-hmm. They one of those trades now is under investigation by the NBA, uh-huh. as is a trade last year at last year's trade deadline. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm on my, my second hand mm-hmm. now of things that are not going well, and then you add in. Anthony Simons goes down with an ankle injury in last night's game. Yeah. How long is Anthony Simons out before we see this team do what they did last year and say, next year, we're playing for next year? I don't think that they're going to shut anything down out of the gate. But I I will leave the window open for one of two things. One... Regardless of of Anthony's injury, mm-hmm. they open the fire hose and give Shaden Sharp all of the minutes. Okay. Regardless of what happens, that'll be a route that they go. Beyond that, I could see them. I don't think they'll. It'll. It'll be like an if. Well, maybe we'll walk this rope kind of situation. If Ant is out for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. Shaden gets those minutes, and you probably see them steer into it into the skid yikes and there's there i mean just look let me look at it yeah they're struggling this season without ant or with ant yeah and even if you get nurk back and you get jeremy back and tease can slide in for for hard as a starter like it i if for anybody who watched the game last night after anthony went down that is what you will see for the rest of the season, which but is it won't be that bad though because Jeremy Grant and and Yusuf Nurkic are going to be coming back. It will be though because what the what teams are any team that has half a brain will come into Moda or when they see the Blazers in the schedule, well their defense will not change. Their defense will be throw to it, Damian Lillard. Yeah, make literally everybody else beat you, and they don't have the personnel for that. Mm. Well, Grant can alleviate some of that. Some. But yeah, then Anthony uh, Simons yeah, yeah. is supposed to be the guy who does alleviate that. Yeah. And then Grant lifts that up. And Nurk is like, you know, the pivot in that. And Shaden, in his growth down the stretch, is supposed to support that yeah, off the bench. La- last night was it was exacerbated by the fact that you had two guys over six foot eight absolutely torch the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And that's where Nurk and Grant. Help they can they can shore that up and obviously Jeremy can be a guy yeah. who wins every night. Listen, I love Jeremy. He's he's a he's a incredible player. He's probably probably a better player. Is a better player than Ant right now because of his his contributions on defense and his size. Yes, but the single most valuable thing in consistency. The, the single most valuable thing in the NBA right now is shot creation. Mm-hmm. It is the single most valuable thing in the NBA. You talk to anybody in the league, that is the thing. Outside of Dame, Ant is the only one right now they can consistently count on to do things with the ball to not only create for himself, but for others. Dame will, if Ant is out for a significant amount of time, so six weeks towards the rest of the season, you are going to see this team look very lost. Okay. That's where I go down the road of, 
all right, if this happens, then what are we looking at moving forward? Because it it, it ain't going to be pretty. 503-864-6326. You have Jeremy Grant, who is entering a free agency. You have restricted free agents and Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, mm-hmm. you just acquired at the deadline. What is this view, even the 30,000-foot view of the Blazers organization, if mm-hmm. this is a shutdown ant for the rest of the year? Because his MRI, supposed to be today, bumped back even another day mm-hmm. due to swelling. And, you know, you look at it and you say, it's an ankle sprain. Is it the, you know, vaunted high ankle sprain that nobody wants? Or is it going to be something that, hey, you got a week off with the trade or the all-star break? Maybe, Maybe a week, out, past a week that, after that, right? Ramp up, yeah. you're, you're out 20 days. Yeah. All right. Which one is it? That has a lot to change because if it's 30,000 feet it, view. Yeah. If it's the high ankle sprain, when Justice Winslow went down with his high ankle sprain in late December, early January, when we talked about it, I said, he's going to be out until the All-Star break. Okay. Now we go, what happens next? What dominoes fall after that? 503-864-6326 is the fan text sign. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, we're talking about the Portland Trailblazers, the conundrum that they're in now. Uh, they are three games out of fifth, but at the same time, they are two games out of 14th. Otherwise known as Oh, it's a brutal spot to be in, or I guess uh, they'd be 13th place. They're in 11th right now in the Western Conference at 28 and 30 heading into the All-Star break. Um, And it's a log jam. But what does the injury to Anthony Simons mean? If he's out for a month from yesterday, that means he'll be out for about 13 games of the 28 they have remaining. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's out for six weeks, then you're looking at an, an even bigger chunk of this. And do the Blazers kind of, as you said, turn into the skid and do what they did last year, which is start shutting some guys down? Um, but my question is, what does that do to this team that has some pieces that are up and some assets that you're probably going to want to showcase to um, put out there? On the trade market next year, a la Yusuf Nurkic, if 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 that is a, a piece to trade, I don't think that really impacts those things. And here's the thing: they do have when it comes if if they do. Excuse do, me, it's eleven games he'd be out, not thirteen. Okay, 
we're close to half. Yeah. Um, the Blazers are are in a position where they can do what they did last year and kind of in the sense that Yusuf Nurkic does have a calf strain. Mm-hmm. That calf strain could re-aggravate itself pretty quick. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Jeremy Grant going into free agency, he's having the best year of his career. I don't anticipate him going anywhere. And in fact, there was likely a wink and a nod with a deal done with Yusuf Nurkic last year, who was represented by... Clutch. Jeremy Grant just moved to... Clutch. Hey-o! So those two things could resolve themselves. What, what, what? I don't know what that means, the wink and the nod last year. Yusuf Nurkic was shut down at the trade deadline. Yeah. And part of the wink and the nod there was that in a contract year, they knew what they were getting into and what okay. contract he was going to get to. And I think that that's very much the same case with Jeremy Grant right now. Okay. Uh, but is there any like is there any sense, though, that, I mean, as we're looking at this, like that is a guy that um, has been inconsistent in Nurk, especially after he got paid, right? Yes. In that, in moving on from him, that is somewhere where stylistically with the Chauncey Billups, too, we, we see that a change is... I would... I would put my when you when you've got the the two buttons in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yusuf Nurkic is on this team next year. Yusuf Nurkic is not on this team. I'd be smashing the not on this team. Not on year. this team button. The Blazers have a first round pick from the New York Knicks. They have five second round picks that they got in the Gary Payton deal. They have other assets. They have other capital. I would imagine that Yusuf Nurkic is bundled up with that or in a bigger deal, and has moved on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now, how does it affect anything with Matisse Thibel? Because everything would be a match that they could have because he would be entering him and Cand Reddish are entering restricted free agency uh, this off season. Yeah, they no, can match anything anything yes. a team uh, puts their way. And I would imagine that they, that they're the nice quote unquote nice thing. The situation here was twofold for Portland in moving on from Gary Payton the second. One they needed a like for like replacement. Matisse fits that. But because they moved Gary out, who is their MLE signing, they're going to need to get another MLE signing. Well, what about if you have the bird rights and the RFA ability on Matisse Thibel, which they have, to sign him to a Gary Payton-esque deal? Now you have your MLE again, and you can use it again to go get a replacement for another position of need, likely a big. That's... As I understand it, when the Blazers went into the market last year, they were hoping to use their MLE for a backup big. Mid-level exception, by the way. That's what that means. And those were gone mm-hmm. immediately. The guys that Portland had an interest in. And so they pivoted and they went to a point of attack defender. It was down to basically Bruce Brown or, or Gary Payton II. And if you go look at the timing on it, it's pretty clear who was looking at what. Mm-hmm. Because Brown signed about, I want to believe, say two minutes after Gary, his right. deal went out. So it was pretty clear what was going on there, who was getting what money and what opportunities and kind of how things were being looked at. So you get Matisse in there. You, let's say you give him roughly Gary money, which is $8.5 million a year, and now you use that taxpayer MLE. You go out and use that again next year to kind of restock your roster with your big, and it's just only thing you're doing is you're swapping out Matisse for Gary. And you can just kind of wash your hands of that whole wash situation. Wash your hands and be clear. And then with Cam Reddish... You're hoping that he hits, and he projects well, but doesn't hit so much that like it prices you out, and you get a favorable deal like the Blazers did with Nasir Little. And now, let's say the Blazers retain Reddish on a reasonable deal, retain Tease on a reasonable deal, use the MLE on a solid backup big, 
Now they take all the other assets and everything else they've got out there, and they make a big swing. Mm-hmm. A big swing where, whether it's Anthony, whether it's Shaden, whether it's they tank and they, they end up getting a lottery pick and that pick is included, or that's now your young guy that's on your bench. You make that big move, but now your bench, you have Matisse Thibel, you have Nasir Little, you have Cam Reddish, you have Trendon Watford, you have Jabari Walker. You need those cheap, cheaper contracts because if you go get a Joel Embiid, let's say the 76ers fall on their face, Harden goes back to Houston, the team blows up, you're going to have to give up everything to get him. So now you have Dame, Jeremy, Joel. But you have the other pieces to fill out. That's exactly what the Phoenix Suns did. Mm-hmm. They had to have some guys behind it to kind of feed, fill things out. And this is going to be the, the the interesting part for me as we will watch is that that is if all everything falls into place. The one wrench that we've seen time and time again is one team comes in and says we're going to give Matisse Thibault more money than than he than the market would bear re- normally, and that Portland can afford. And that it takes all it takes is that one team. Or a team with a grudge, which luckily it won't be Golden State because they don't have the money to do it. They have literally no money. But uh, it just takes one team to come over the top and say, F you, we're going to hold a grudge, a la the Blazers to Utah with Paul Millsap. Twice. <laughs> they did it with, with, with Wes Matthews and Paul Millsap in back-to-back years. So It's, it's been a while since anybody's done that. Mm-hmm. The, the closest we've gotten recently is the Pacers with DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Because they were what was happening there was there was a, a plan in place or discussions in place to trade DeAndre Ayton, sign and trade, to the Pacers for Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, package kind of that was discussed ad nauseum. And James Jones and the Suns wouldn't poop or get off the pot. So the Pacers said, screw you. Here's our four-year max for DeAndre Ayton. We're going to tie up your cap. Have fun paying him. And they're not. And they are. It's, it's hell. They were able to save it because they got a new owner and they got Kevin Durant in there. Um, but I've been told that that's maybe something they revisit this summer is trading DeAndre Ayton because things post uh, contract just haven't been great with him. Five zero three eight six four six three two six. That is the fan text line. All right, your feedback says uh, fuel up the tank. That one coming in. Um, and look, depending on tomorrow's MRI, there's a lot on the line. There, in those there, there really is. There is. Um, this, uh, text says sharp got nine shots last night when the number of shots should be around like 15, uh, Man. getting a head coach would probably help. Oh God. If we, I'm not going to do another year of this. Okay. <laughs> well, how about the very next text that we got? What do y'all think of Chauncey so far? I, I actually, I think Chauncey Billups is doing a good job with what he is being dealt. Um, how many games Danny, have the Portland Trailblazers had their their nine rotational players healthy for? Exactly zero. Okay. okay. Their, their projected nine-man rotation coming into the season That's a did, problem, not, man. did not play one game. And I think that, look, that isn't just a, a an escape for Chauncey Billups. It also is a, okay, now we need to be noticing the health of this roster, yes. the health of this team, moom, 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 and that that is a that is your front office. That's your coaching staff. That's your training staff. It's all of it all all put together. It's and, an organizational thing. It's an organizational thing. And yes, one hundred percent. Because those Daniel CJ teams, part of what made them so successful, they were with the exception of Nurk's leg, which is hilarious when you think about it in this sense. 
that's the year that they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. But other than that, they were Dame and CJ were damn near indestructible. Yeah. You could pencil Dame in for 82 and CJ in for, you know, 78. And this is the first time Ant has really been injured ever. So, yeah. I and like uh, I'm not concerned about Anthony Simons' health. I'm I still want to see the the whole thing we talk about all the time. Consist, consistency. Yeah. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what you need from a number 2 is a guy that you can rely on. Um this text says, I think Sharp is a natural scorer. He'll start averaging 20 if he moves into that starting lineup The and they run more sets for him. I'll take everybody's action on that, and I will take the under. Yeah, I'll take under 20. It is, I, I, I don't, He's streaky. Listen, I love Shaden. He projects incredibly well. The idea that guys can just walk into 20 points in the NBA is insane. Paolo Bancaro is miles ahead of where Shaden is. He's barely doing that. And he's running the entire offense for Orlando. Yeah. Uh, this text says, I'm actually excited to see, uh, watch his team throw out either Sharp or even Thibel at the two and a combination of Thibel, Little, Reddish, and Grant at the three and four and Nurk back healthy and seeing what this team can do with Dame leading the way. I like Ant, but maybe uh, the first time they team Dame up with an, a non-undersized wingman since Wes has been healthy. I guess an interesting point, though, is that this finally is a time where we can see Damian Lillard with a, a defensive stalwart at the two, if if that's what you want to do, and you want to put Matisse Thibel there and Nas at the three uh, and Jeremy at the four, or you know you just get a different look and a different style of play. Oh, they're going to try a, a bunch of different things. The problem is there's – with Ant injured, and I've said this ad nauseum, without him they only have one other player who can dribble, pass, and shoot. That's Damian Lillard. Yeah. You you will see teams do what they did to Washington. Washington did to the Blazers last night. If Anthony is out for any significant amount of time, they they will be more than thrilled to say, "Hey, Shaden, go ahead and create the offense." Then you know what? You've got to ask Jeremy Grant to do more, Mm -hmm. and that is what he'll be getting paid this next this off season, right? Yep. And then the thing that they'll do is they'll run more post up actions for him. They'll run more isolations for him because that's where he's comfortable creating his offense. You have to adjust. Yes. You have to adjust. It won't be the same style of playing. That's where we'll learn about a lot about Chauncey Billups and his coaching chops, too. I think that that's one thing that we can learn if they do roll this thing out with Dame, uh, Nurk, Jeremy, and uh, Thibel, Sharp, Nas, whatever combination you want to throw out in the starting lineup. We'll learn the coaching chops of Chauncey Billups here uh, at the end of this regular season. One little note here real quick. Um, just wanted to see where, where you land on this. Um, do you know who the highest scoring rookie is in the NBA right now? Um, like in, in are we talking qualified games? Just in general. No, oh, it's uh, it, it's easy. Is it is it Paolo Bancaro? It's Paolo. It's yeah. Paolo. Guess what? Paolo guess, Bancaro. Guess what he's averaging? What like twenty points a game? 21? Nineteen point nine. Yeah, nineteen point nine. Like I said, this yeah. whole idea that you can just roll in twenty. It's it is listen, it's scoring in the NBA is up and it's up drastically. Scoring twenty points a game is a lot harder than people think it is. Uh yeah. Yeah. Like Jabari Smith Jr. Twelve points a game. That's that's what he's averaging. Yeah. Dan Carroll right now is at nineteen point nine. Uh Matherin is at seventeen point three. Ivy's at fifteen. Ivy Jay- was where I was gonna go mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. After Ben Carroll. The uh, Jalen Williams at twelve, Jabari at twelve, Keegan Murray at twelve, Sohan at ten. 
those are your double-digit scoring rookies. <laughs> and all of those guys are playing 30-ish plus minutes a night. Sheesh. It is Sheesh. very, very – listen, again, I'm not, not, I'm not knocking Shaden, but, like, you, you have to understand that just plugging a guy – if it was this simple, don't you think the Blazers would have been like, hey, if it's that easy to score 20 points a game, why don't we just insert Shaden in there right now and get yeah. rid of Anthony Simons? True. That's why, because what Ant does and how he does it and how efficiently he does it is what makes him special. Well, and I, I will we'll find out what that looks like, you know, come because it'll be it'll be a couple weeks at, at least a couple weeks after the All Star break uh, for this team. They're going to get their ducks in a row over the next week. Figure out how long Ant's going to be out and make your adjustments. And we're going to see. Yeah, that that I, I would imagine the, the the plan one way or the other will be evident very quickly. All right, um, is there something more? to the cancellation. Danny and Dusty, here's Rust. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, is something, something going on here? Ohio State has canceled their home-and-home series with the University of Washington set for the 2024-2025 seasons. Ohio State um, willingly will pay UW a half a million dollars to back out of the series and will go ahead and and do it with, I, I mean, in the world of college football, this is little notice, even though I think that's really dumb that we consider it little notice. It's... Literal, literal years. It's a year, like you have a full calendar season to go before the 2024 season. Um, but obviously it leaves UW hanging, and it leaves a lot of people raising their eyebrows and going, oh, does this signal maybe Washington bolting the Pac-12? Hmm. Does it mean for the Big Ten, potentially? And that's why we saw that... Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, they had to cancel their series, yes. future series with SEC teams because they're joining the conference. And that would bum, bum, become bum. conference games. Um, so what is what is at play here? Is there anything Is there anything up? In, or are the Buckeyes just cowards? I think that, in all honesty, I think that Ohio State is looking at it going, yeah, we don't need it anymore. 12-team playoffs coming. We, we can lose a game and still be fine. Yeah, we don't need to play that game. Hell, you can lose two. And... That here is where I will be fascinated to see what <laughs> excuse me, um, what happens in the world of college football because will it become more of we're not going to play the big dogs anymore, or is it we're going to build boost and build resumes and what the separator is going to be is did you play a tough non-conference schedule because that's the way it should be in a twelve-team playoff because you can lose a couple of games. But if teams are just going to run from each other and not play these non-conference games, it's going to make it a lot tougher. And for Ohio State to do this, especially after the year that UW just had, and to turn and run the other direction, that is leading me more to the two power conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. If you are a big dog in those conferences, why play these games? If you're Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, why play these games? Because you can just go through your conference schedule and you can just go hang it on 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 the wall and say, "Man, 
we won or took second in the SEC or the Big Ten. We don't need to play a non-conference game. The, the SEC has shown this model to work for them. Yeah. Why why schedule anybody else? You get your one every now and then. You, you like obviously with, with Georgia, Oregon, mm-hmm. you, you have those those opportunities. But other than that, why? Yeah, why put yourself in a position to to get upset? I don't know, but for a conference like the Pac-12, you need every single opportunity you, you can get yes. because it'll be either you win or you're done, like you're out. Mm-hmm. And you don't you either win your conference and you get a seat at the table, or if you don't have a game like that, you have nothing. And that what that leaves now is UW has got Weber State and uh, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And then in 2024 and then 2025, they have Colorado State and UC Davis. And Oof. for Ohio State, they have Southern Miss and Western Michigan in 2024. And then they have Texas in 2025 and UConn in 2025 as well. UConn still has a football program? Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, th- J- uh, Jim Mora Jr., the coach. There. I thought they almost – didn't they almost lose it? No. 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 Who am I? There's another Northeastern school that either came close to or did lose their program. Yeah, no, not UConn. Not UConn. They're just really bad. They, yeah, they weren't. I I think they may have even made a bowl game this year. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Ward Jr. Playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he he couldn't do it at. No, he's a. That's Jim Mora Sr. Jim Mora Jr. baby playoffs. Oh, yeah, no. No, Why don't you get your butt out of here? Yeah, he's get your butt out of here. Why don't you take your butt out of here? Butthead. Uh, that's Jim Moore Jr. That's Mm-mm-mm. a that's brutal though. Uh, it, did they do it just because they have to play Texas? It's it's curious though. They didn't remove Texas from that. And if if the Big Ten and the SEC want to play the game of we only play each other and we weasel everybody else, keep out, everybody else out. That is a scary proposition. Big for Ten SEC conference. showdown, man. It happens uh, in basketball. You get the ACC SEC showdown because their home and home is. Uh, in Columbus, 2025, in Austin, 2026. Man, I bet you networks are just gearing up yeah. for that. Yeah. Can you could you put together a, a what's a bigger national TV media spot than Ohio State, Texas? I think it's it's probably one of the bigger games you'll have in football. I mean, regardless of where they are as teams, like as brands, size of school, number of alumni, yeah. that's about as big as it. it gets. Yeah, that's that's about as big. Good I, God, you don't get. That's why game. you don't get rid of it. Yeah, because the money that comes from that game is just absurd. And if you're being honest with with people, it's like, uh, all right, if you're Ohio State, you may have gotten a little a little birdie in year saying. Hey, by the way, you're going to be going to California and playing USC or UCLA in 2024 or 2025. So you're already heading west. Do you need to go again? Or think about this. It, you know, the idea of that, that Washington game was was that week three? Two. Week two. Yeah. Is week four, is your, is your, four, is your first conference game on the road at USC? Yeah. Go back to back weeks. Yeah, like, what do you? Yeah. Would, is that the case? Like, do you want to end up be flying to L.A. one week and Seattle another when you when you don't cover that much distance ever or, in your conference? Or um, UW's heading to the Big Ten, <laughs> which is something we talked about back in August. I will say this: that there is a bigger issue that's going to loom with all of the stink that arose with 
UCLA going to the Big Ten mm-hmm. and Cal putting up that fight. Oh, the the Board of Regents and the states of Oregon and Washington. They they gonna fight too tenfold. Oh. It would be tenfold. But do they have and the these... power of of the California boards though? I'm not aware. I'm asking. Like, do they do they do they wield? The no, lawmakers power? would get involved, and in, uh, they're dumb enough to get in the way of Oof. allowing one of the schools to go. <laughs> dumb enough to get in the way of a lot of money. Yeah, awesome. Seriously, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that would that would be the hold back there. Um, so, anywho, that game, Ohio State, you dub. That's that's been moving on down the road. They ain't going to play that game. It's a good thing that they schedule college football games a, a decade and a half out. You know. <laughs> So you can cancel them a year before they <laughs> a happen. A year before. Stupidest thing I've ever seen. It is very dumb. I will not argue one bit about that. What, which which way is your conspiracy uh, tinfoil uh, tilting right now? Big Ten, much ado about nothing, or no? My 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 tinfoil hat is in the camp of the SEC and Big Ten are going to just play each other. Yeah. Because you know it would be the biggest event that you could have is a postseason tournament that doesn't involve anybody else except for seeding out the 16 schools in the Big Ten against the 16 schools in the the SEC and playing a tournament where number one in the SEC plays number 16 from the Big Ten and vice versa, and you seed it out all the way down and you go in a tournament style playing against each other. And the Pac-12 ends up playing North Dakota State. Watch it on the inside, outside looking in. Yep. All right, 503-2... Uh, nope, not 250-1080. That's dead. Uh, you're dead to me, that number. You were 503-864-6326. Look, it's going to take time. You're, you're like MLB, man. It's pictures and kitchens report. Sometimes you're swinging and missing. Look, that's tattooed in my brain. Wow. All right, um, 503-864-6326. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Get out of town. Is this an anniversary for this? Well, no, it's it's sadder than that, but it's what we had in the system. Today would have been Chris Farley's 59th birthday. Oh, man. Oh. 59? Yeah. Way to crap on that, bud. Wow. I was like all excited about it. Do you remember that, you remember you remember? that one time? Yeah. I thought you were just going to bring this up because this is how I was with Lincoln Riley. <laughs> that, right. is, that is what you were like when Lincoln Riley sat down. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, he died December of 1997. I can't believe it's been no. that long. Yeah. God. That's bananas. Wow. Wow. So really in high school? God, high school? Yeah. I thought I was older than that. Man, Chris Farley, he was so good. His, Just, oh, a legend. I wonder how, how long he would have, like, shown so brightly. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think he'd be one of those guys that would have been nonstop. Do you think he'd be in all those Sandler movies yes. now? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, grown up. Like, Kevin James wouldn't have a career to yes. all be Chris Farley. Yeah. Yes, basically. <laughs> and we could hope that it would have affected Rob Schneider, too, but... No, that probably isn't true. <laughs> they they, they oh, did man. play off each other really well, though. Yeah. 
God, fifty. He would have been fifty nine. Somebody said the other day that John Candy was was, was going to be like seventy four or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, God, would he have really been that old? Like we need to we need to figure out a way to keep our 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 big bone comedians alive longer. You know. Yes. I mean, even Belushi, he was he was he well. Was, Belushi and Farley had the same issues. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But we need to make our drugs safer. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Belushi, Candy, and Farley. Uh-huh. I mean, Candy and Farley, really. Yeah. Those those two guys. Those were the big. Those were the the more rotund fellers there. We, we need to keep them alive. We, we also need the more. We need some more husky men back. We don't really have any really. Yeah. Really super funny large men. No, no. There's. Well, then there, you had guys like that that seemed like they're um, – Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Uh, he, he rejects his chubbiness. No, he rejects all bo- – like there is – it's called Stutz mm. on Netflix. It's a documentary about Jonah Hill's therapist. Mm. So it's it, – there's a lot of jumping back and forth. Gotcha. But you learn to understand where he's coming from on that and a lot of other things a heck of a lot more. Like, it's basically like you're watching his therapy sessions, mm. but he's also interviewing his therapist at the same time. It's a very interesting documentary mm. on Netflix. Okay. I recommend it. Um, I got a lot of time coming I, up. So I will I'll give it that. 10 out of 10. I'll give it mm, seven and a half. Nah, eight. I'll give it eight. So eight worth out it. of 10. Worth, worth, worth a watch. Okay. Worth a watch. It's really interesting look into. Uh, one, the world of mental health therapy, how his therapist kind of goes about his business. But it also gives you a look into Jonah Hill and why he feels the way that he does um, about his body image. And it's pretty interesting. I, I got actually, I really enjoyed it a lot. Eight, also pretty funny on there on the Netflix is that uh, the new movie with Jonah Hill in it, You People, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. Oh, it's we a- need to go over, folks. I watched Big with my kids last night. Oh. I forgot to tell you about oh. that. We'll have to discuss this tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, PG movies are different. Yes, <laughs> slightly. That's for yes. sure. And selfishly, this made me think, with my surgery coming up, yeah. I'm going to need to solicit all the recommendations yeah. that I need to add to, to my list call. because I will call. be locked in bed for, for two weeks. Great call. All right. So all of a sudden, we got a lot to get to on a Thursday. Up next, mm-hmm. up prime time. Uh, Rob is out again. We got Souk and Will. It's a meathead edition of Primetime uh, with Isaac and Souk. Have a great Wednesday. See you Thursday right here on The Fan. Mm, bye. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.